you know, if I'm speaking to a builder, your homeowner, your client is going to be more comfortable. They're going to be happier. They're going to be healthier. You know, mm -hmm. they are going to love living in this home mm -hmm. compared to any other home, uh, you know, exactly. that, that is less than. Mm -hmm. And, and that is something that I think isn't top of mind for a lot of people when they think about green building, mm -hmm. the health and mm -hmm. comfort doesn't always mm -hmm. come. Hello, this is Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes podcast. This is the episode number three of season three with my guest, Karen Benner of Clayton Avenue Consultant. She is also a licensed real estate agent and also my fellow change agent with Latitude Regenerative Real Estate. She has been in residential construction field for more than 20 years and have guided home builders and developers to build sustainable, high-quality homes. She comes with valuable insights and perspectives. I am so excited to have this conversation with Karen. Please enjoy the show. Karen, thank you so much for coming today. I'm so happy to have you here with me. And, and if you can tell me who you are and what you have been doing and what's your background, Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I am currently based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I actually am, uh, was born and raised in Pennsylvania, but I haven't lived here for quite a long time and moved back in 2020. And I am a 25-year uh, veteran, which is hard to believe, of uh, the residential construction industry. I decided at a pretty early age that I really enjoyed thinking about um, the design of homes, had imagined that I would probably grow up to be an architect. And uh, for a variety of reasons, I went into engineering instead and mm -hmm. ultimately um, focused on construction management in an architectural engineering program. And I have been in a project management capacity of, of home building, new home construction in one form or fashion for, um, for pretty much my entire career. I was in the field as a superintendent as soon as I got out of college, which was a great way to start my career. It's one of my strongest recommendations to young professionals who want to be in this industry um, to get boots on the ground and get out there and really be a part of of what's happening on site because that's mm -hmm. where the magic happens and that's yeah. also where a lot of things can go wrong as well okay. and and we're a lot better at mitigating those risks when we understand what that world looks like mm -hmm. uh and then i've also been uh spent most of my career in project management on pre-construction services so i managed the architects and engineers and uh worked very closely with my my co-workers uh for the builders that i worked with who were contracting the work so uh, the three-legged stool that we refer to in the industry of plans, specs, and scopes, those, those were my babies. Uh, <laughs> it was my job to ensure that our projects were biddable and buildable and to uh, ensure that we had quality bids, no change orders, no delays. Uh, most of my career, I worked for production builders. And so mm -hmm. it's a very fast paced construction schedule. Mm -hmm. It's 
extremely important that you have all of your ducks in a row and that your budgets are tight. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in the early 2000s, I became uh, very interested personally in uh, realizing the intersection of our industry and its impact on the planet. Mm -hmm. I became concerned about that. I wanted to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. And I was fortunate to be working for a builder and developer who uh, agreed to allow me to do research into uh, the third party programs that were mm -hmm. really kind of coming into the forefront of our industry at the time. So Energy Star, the National Green Building Standard and Lead for Homes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was really pleasantly surprised to realize that it wasn't going to take a whole lot of additional effort for us, for that particular builder, to be able to build a, a better home that was certified. Um, mm -hmm. And that was due to the fact that we were already building a high quality home and that we were building in uh, locations that are really um, much lower carbon footprint because we were building in cities close to transit, close to infrastructure, and uh, very high density projects. These were all, you know, city living townhomes. And uh, so that was, that was kind of the beginning of my becoming very passionate about <clears throat> green building and high performance building. And uh, I got all of the designations that I could, you know, got all of the the letters behind my name and just really immersed myself in education and, and understanding, uh, again, all of the aspects of, of how these homes come together, the, you know, what the design team needs to understand, what the subcontractors need to understand and be trained, um, how we would change our sales and marketing materials, our even a home, our homeowner maintenance manual, you know, we, we had a very robust homeowner maintenance manual that we would give to folks to help them understand how to care for their home after they moved in and even going in and, and making updates to that, you know, mm -hmm. and ensuring that our warranty team, our customer service team was um, more familiar with these uh, more complicated HVAC systems or, you know, new products and materials. Uh, it just, everybody was touched <laughs> in some way. <laughs> Uh, good or bad, whether they liked it or not, everybody in our internal organization and all of our external partners needed to be educated and empowered and supported on their changing role. Mm -hmm. And I really embraced that. I really um, enjoyed being able to talk about it and help educate others and help people understand um, the difference that we were making, you know, the mm -hmm. good that, that we were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I I was really fortunate, as I said, to work for several builders who were very supportive of this, uh, very interested in doing the right thing. Um, it, you know, that was part of something that, that we'll probably talk about a little bit further later is that Sometimes it just takes people to just say, this is the right thing to do. This is a commitment that we have as an organization and, and we're going to do it. And um, I was fortunate to work for, for builders that had that attitude. 
And then a few years ago, I decided to leave uh, corporate America, if you will, and mm -hmm. started working um, as a consultant, uh, just as a, as a solopreneur, freelance consultant to the industry. I, what I realized was that as, as a production builder, as I said, it's so important that the pre-planning is done very, very well, because if you have a $1,000 mistake in your budget, that becomes a $300,000 mistake mm -hmm. overnight. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem that you can't continue with construction because something isn't going together the way it was supposed to, or somebody doesn't understand what they were supposed to do, brought the wrong materials, et cetera, uh, that delay on one home to have a delay by a couple days, you can probably deal with it mm -hmm. when it's, you know, when it turns into 300 homes that have a delay by a couple days, every minute counts. Yeah. So I realized that I was really good at this because it was really important that I be good at this mm -hmm. for production builders. And I wanted to help bring that level of discipline and appreciation for the pre-construction planning process to smaller builders and contractors. Mm -hmm. uh, really help them see the value of um, earlier planning, earlier communication with other people involved in the project, um, better bid packages, you know, better opportunities to uh, go over a complicated detail with their trade partners, you know, well before the design is completely, you know, finished and permitted. And so I, I, that was my, my, my goal with my business was to really support small builders in this. Mm -hmm. What that really ended up leading to was what we refer to as operational efficiency. Mm. In it really turned into more of helping them to work on their business, uh, not on their projects. In other words, you know, how do you manage your projects? Who is responsible for what? What, how much time are you allowing for this phase? Uh, what are the steps involved? You know, do you have a checklist? Do you have templates? You know, how can we really ensure that you are going about this thoughtfully? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so really a lot of the consulting that I've been doing has been more on the, on the business versus mm -hmm. the projects. And I've been I've been able to do that for uh, builders of, you know, code, you know, standard code built homes. Right. I've also been able to do it for high performance builders. Um, I have not been picky in who I work with. <laughs> you know, I, I really just am very, in addition to being passionate about high performance homes and, and I definitely love to support that. I'm also just very passionate about a better, experience for everyone involved in building yeah. a home, you know, yeah. even if it's yeah. not a super fancy high performance mm -hmm. home, I want, I want um, people to be able to enjoy their Saturdays and Sundays with their family. I don't want them to be working 80 <laughs> hours a week. I don't want frustrated subcontractors. I don't want, you know, bad um, 
more bad opinions of builders and contractors, you know, that that's, that's kind of a, a challenge for us sometimes. Right. Yeah, and yeah. always the best reputation. So, <laughs> um, so I really want to help builders be better. Thank you so much for that history. It's really fascinating. And I'm so inspired um, because I know that construction industry is historically traditionally male dominated. So you being a woman and bringing this sustainability idea and green building ideas, how, how was it met by the industry? Like how, who, your clients who are builders, I mean, how do you think um, was it received? Like, especially in the beginning, now that you have track record and you're, you have a very strong qualification, I'm sure that people respect you, but did you find it difficult? Well, when, when I first started pounding the drum of, of green, uh, the builder that I was working for was so supportive and there was such a great team of people that mm -hmm. I could rely on to help me communicate this message and to be supportive. I think that was part of what helped, you know, mm -hmm. to answer your question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think though, also my, um, I really, <clears throat> I value understanding and education and and knowing but mm -hmm. i also really value and hold myself responsible for saying what what i don't know when i don't yeah. know yeah. yeah and i think that's part of what allowed me to be successful is that mm. you know it was very easy or you know i was quick to admit to someone you know, I hadn't thought of that, or we need yeah. to look into that, or I understand, you know, this concern and thank you for bringing that mm -hmm. to my attention and let's work on this together. Uh, and, and just being more receptive to, mm -hmm. um, hearing people out and working mm -hmm. through it together mm -hmm. versus right. shoving it down their throats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about what you do for your clients. Uh, when you are working as a consultant, uh, working with um, large or smaller builders, what are their concerns? What what uh, what are the uh, if there is any? I'm sure that's getting better these days. But what are the main uh, objections that you encounter from uh, from those builders about going green or building green or you know practicing what we call green building principles? Mm -hmm. sustainable building yeah sure i think it the biggest uh concern for people it boils down to cost and complexity mm -hmm. right and the the cost is of course something i know you you understand as well and you've talked about as well that changing the mindset of mm -hmm. both builders and consumers mm -hmm. from upfront cost and also right. thinking about cost per square foot, which is what right. our industry loves to focus on. Right. Changing the narrative to a life cycle cost and really understanding, you know, what you're going to save in utility bills and mm -hmm. maintenance and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so many other benefits. Mm -hmm that is still very challenging to communicate. Yeah. 
Right. And it is one of the challenges that I'm here to solve <laughs> with my, my new role as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. You know, I really mm -hmm. want to help people understand that. So, uh, the, there, there's a lot, I mean, I've been attending so many informational webinars lately on all aspects of, of the real estate, mm -hmm. you know, uh, component. I just attended one last week talking about uh, the need for better education in the appraisal process mm -hmm. to ensure that these homes are valued appropriately right. Right. Uh, so that you do get paid what it yeah. you know costs. Yeah. And then that that can translate into the financial models mm -hmm. available, the, the mortgages, energy efficient mm -hmm. mortgages, mm -hmm. and um, the, the banks are apparently, you know, really finally catching on to the fact that loaning money on a better built home is a better investment for them, exactly. lower risk for them because right. the person's going to move in and, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to have lower utility bills, better chance yeah. they're going to continue paying their mortgage. They're not going to have to replace their roof in 10 mm -hmm. years, better chance yeah. they can pay their mortgage. <laughs> you know, it all comes back to it. So, so that's the cost part. And then the complexity is it's just really about risk. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a very risky business. It, mm -hmm. It's there are so many opportunities for things to go wrong, and so uh, that is again something that I became very tuned into and trained yeah. on mm -hmm. working for production builders. Risk mitigation. You mm -hmm. know what? Thinking about everything that could possibly go wrong, and then mm -hmm. how do we hedge against that? Mm -hmm. And uh, and you know, the home is, is a system, you know, it's an, it's an organ, it's, it's, it's exactly. organic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so knowing how to navigate all of the variables of yeah. the sticks and the bricks and the ventilation mm -hmm. system and the windows <laughs> and the materials, and then all of the, um, the acute attention to detail that we mm -hmm. do need to pay once we introduce mm -hmm. high performance. It's just something else that is scary to people to to manage and right. to, to mitigate that risk. So I think it it takes partnership, it takes commitment, mm -hmm. it takes um, the ability to say, I don't know, I need yeah. help, which yeah. not everybody is good at. <laughs> yeah. And uh and it takes a lot of education of the, what I call the boots on the ground, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, an architect and an engineer and all of these people that are involved early on, we can design and pencil out an mm -hmm. absolutely perfect home. Mm -hmm. But if the boots on the ground don't understand right. what they're supposed to be doing, mm -hmm. that's where the failures mm -hmm. occur. Yeah. And that kind of gets back to, you know, my very early years of being in the field and understanding the challenges of managing people right. on a site when right. it's hot or it's cold or they, you know, their tools are parked several blocks away. <laughs> uh, you know, they can't get to the house because it's muddy or the dumpsters are overflowing, like all of these little irritants mm -hmm. to the people that were asking to perform yeah. a really yeah. good job to build a really mm -hmm. good home. Mm -hmm. Even simple things like that can make yeah. a big difference in their day and their willingness yeah. to go that extra mile. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. So, what are the what are some of the basic uh, things that you 
you talk to your clients about in 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 building and both as you know on the worker side the construction crew or construction company as well as the result product you know as a home in, in inhabiting people what are the basic things that you uh, you advise them with well i think the 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 kind of topic headings are energy efficiency right. health and comfort mm -hmm. right it and that's a, a misconception as well you know people think green building they think solar panels right and green building is like like solar panels like the last thing you do exactly. you know you got to get a whole bunch of other things right mm -hmm. before you even mm -hmm. bother thinking mm -hmm. about it but mm -hmm. uh i just I had a conversation with a real estate agent last week that she thought green building was just energy star. And, <laughs> and I was like, no, you know, that's just one component. You know, there's all mm -hmm. these others. Right. So I think those are, that's the first thing is really helping mm -hmm. people understand that it isn't only about the energy use and lower utility mm -hmm. bills. Mm -hmm. Your, you know, if I'm speaking to a builder, your homeowner, your client is going to be more comfortable they're going to be happier. They're going to be healthier. You know, mm -hmm. they are going to love living in this home mm -hmm. compared to any other home, uh, you know, exactly. that, that is less than. Mm -hmm. And and that is something that I think isn't top of mind for a lot of people when they think about green building, mm -hmm. the health and mm -hmm. comfort doesn't always mm -hmm. come. Right. And of course the, the water efficiency is a major topic of conversation in various parts of the country mm -hmm. you know Especially where, where, where you we are, are. Mm -hmm. yes exactly and um so that is another key factor mm -hmm. i think um but what i mostly talk to people about is just that that being proactive that forward mm -hmm. planning that mm -hmm. if you're going to take this on it requires a different level of thinking and effort and potentially different people in the room. You know, mm -hmm. having a, someone else to be a guide and be a support and, you know, your whether it's your your HERS rater or mm -hmm. your Energy Star rater, uh, any consultant, you know, that that works in this space, uh, it's it's so helpful to mm -hmm. have somebody along for the ride mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at least the first time right right and and you don't always have to invest in that additional support mm -hmm. you know once once you get over that learning curve yeah. but it really is a better experience mm -hmm. to to plan ahead mm -hmm. and have mm -hmm. a partner to help mm -hmm. you plan ahead yeah so you know when you're working with uh bigger builders like the ones that you used to work for national builders once they have that mindset uh shifted and they are committed to building better homes you know sustainably or you know uh, uh, implementing the green building practice um i would imagine that once they have it streamlined you know the business model would you know work very well but do you have any um, uh, case that you can speak of where smaller scale builders, you know, maybe who are building, you know, one or two homes at a time, how does that scale? And do you have any case uh, where you were able to help them to solidify their business model in that way? 
So I don't think I have a direct, I, I don't know that I have a client or a, a project that I've worked mm -hmm. on to answer your question, but I, in preparation for talking with you today, I was looking for some case studies and looking mm -hmm. for some mm -hmm. resources to case mm -hmm. studies. And there mm -hmm. are several out there. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. uh, if, you know, if people want to go to the NAHB, the National mm -hmm. Association of Home mm -hmm. Builders, their mm -hmm. website has mm -hmm. a link to uh, a whole slew of case studies of builders who mm -hmm. built to the National Green Building Standard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And these are, um, you know, one to two home a year kind of builders. And right. one of the themes, I think, to answer your question, what I what I saw in reading through some of those today is them talking about, for example, we only build a few homes a year, but, you know, each home we build, we generally use the same subcontractor and trade partners mm -hmm. from one to the other. Mm -hmm. And so once we have made the investment to train and educate this HVAC contractor that, right. okay, this home is going to have all of this uniqueness. Let's work through that together. Right. The next project, you know, even if it's only one other home that year, that project is going to go smoother and right. better. Right. So I think that's definitely a benefit to, mm -hmm. and a big part of the solution to to this whole ecosystem of, mm -hmm. you know, just finding more subcontractors mm -hmm. who are readily available right. and, um, and as passionate about it as we are. <laughs> uh, and then as also for case studies, uh, there's uh, the enterprise green communities enterprise mm -hmm. is a, you know, committed to um, all affordable housing that is built mm -hmm. to a green standard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if we can do this with affordable housing, then there's just no excuse that we can't do it for right. all housing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so the, the enterprise uh, website also has some really great um, mm -hmm. case studies that mm -hmm. they've posted. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it, you know, I looked I've been looking to find who we have here in the Pittsburgh market, for mm -hmm. example, that's doing mm -hmm. this small and big builders. And mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to find. And mm -hmm. I think this is another opportunity right. for the industry to do a better job of mm -hmm. talking about what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there, there's a real opportunity to improve mm -hmm. the, the marketing message and, and the mm -hmm. value proposition. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it's about selling the mm -hmm. value mm -hmm. and um, the building industry isn't always really great at that. And right. it's something that I think can, can really be improved. Right. So you, you touched on something that's relevant, which is the, you know, the low, low income housing, um, like you said, there's no excuse. If they can do a green building in low-income housing, there's no excuse not to do it in the other, um, you know, portion of the market. But I'm thinking that with low-income housing, affordable housing, uh, there there tend to be uh, subsidies and some grants and things available. And so I often talk about the missing middle. You know, I, um, there's higher end uh, products, meaning, you know, more higher end homes, especially in markets like Los Angeles or some other major cities. 
you know, you would see what, you know, what's considered a high performance home, you know, that, that can have all kinds of te technology available and they can use all the, you know, high end materials that could be sustainable, considered sustainable. But I've always been uh, interested in finding people who are doing that's kind it's in the middle, you know, the lower affordable housing and high end housing. But in the middle, there is a huge chunk of market and, and you know, builders and uh, uh, investors are churning out homes, a lot of homes. And those are the, the market that I really like to have impact on. I like to see impact. Um, sure. You know, what do you think are the challenges and what do you think are the the solutions that maybe you and I can help bring about in in that missing middle. You know, how can we make that difference? Yeah. Or impact. It is. It's challenging. I mean, the missing middle is like the I've heard that term more than I would like to in the last <laughs> 10 years, right? but you know, yeah, yeah. it really does continue to be mm -hmm. a challenge. I think that some of the uh, ways that we can address it are uh, some of the things I've already mentioned. I believe that creating better value and helping mm -hmm. the people that are involved in the financial mm -hmm. side, understanding mm -hmm. that. So not necessarily again, the subsidies, but just getting back to the basics of the appraisal right. and the, the mortgage industry and how they would be able to help make these numbers work better mm -hmm. for right. uh, the average American. Mm -hmm. I think also uh, design is a big part of mm -hmm. what I believe is, is is a solution for the missing middle. Mm -hmm. The, you know, how many bedrooms do you really need? Do you really need that additional room? Uh, it, it, what is what is really going to be the most efficient design for right. your family at this right. point in your life? You know, mm -hmm. creating flexible spaces, you know, that, that can be a home office one day, mm -hmm. a guest room when mm -hmm. people come to town and a gym, if it has mm -hmm. to be, you know, mm -hmm. depending on what's going on. So a home that you can grow with, you know, that, that you're not necessarily getting into and thinking that okay in 10 years when we, mm -hmm. when we've got a few more children mm -hmm. we'll have to mm -hmm. upsize for the opposite yeah uh so i think those are some creative solutions uh and then also in in back to the the value proposition even if we can't get the appraisers and the mortgage lenders to help solve that problem mm -hmm talking about it, just really showing the numbers ourselves, you know, right. to the the people that are going to buy and live in these homes and helping them understand the reality mm -hmm. of their mm -hmm. budget, mm -hmm. what they can afford. Uh, yeah. Again, getting back to what most people uh, are taught to hold in reserve in their savings to go towards homeowner maintenance and improvements. Right. Yeah you don't have to hold as much of a bucket of money right. yeah. <laughs> when you bought a home that was built really well. And, yeah. you know, you can count on uh, a little bit more time until you're going to have to start replacing systems mm -hmm. and reinvesting major right. dollars into your home. Right. And so these are all 
nothing that I just described is captured in a cost per square foot that somebody mm -hmm. sees on a Zillow ad. Right. <laughs> that that is completely buried. It has nothing exactly. to do with it. And yeah. that's what mm -hmm. people are fixated on and, and it really isn't telling the whole story. And that's why you and I are having this conversation of uh, informing and educating because a lot of the things that we are doing in the green building sustainability, especially in the home, is invisible. It's it's inside the wall or you know mm -hmm. uh, under the floor. <laughs> yeah, it, it, a lot of things that we can't see, and and if we can't see, people don't think about it. And that's why we are doing this. And um, I, I know you and I can talk about this for hours on end. Uh, with most of my guests, you know, we can talk on and on. But so I want to know what's your what's your vision for the future? What's your vision for Karen? <laughs> uh, gosh, my vision is always just to to build better housing, period. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. two words, better housing, mm -hmm. whatever that means, whatever mm -hmm. I can do to support that is is what I'm about. It's what I love mm -hmm. to think about and talk about. Uh, the using my new, uh, you know, credential and the new world that has opened up to me as a real estate agent, mm -hmm. I have, um, help to, to establish a sustainability working group in our local mm. real estate association and very interested in collaborating, you know, creating this ecosystem of, of folks here in Pittsburgh who mm -hmm. are there to support one another and, you know, trusted, valued partners. And I would love to, you know, at, although I spent most of my career in new construction, mm -hmm. I am very interested in the um, renovation of our mm -hmm. existing housing stock. Uh, Pittsburgh has a lot of opportunity, we love to say here, uh, to improve existing buildings that mm -hmm. are, you know, 100, 150 mm -hmm. years old. Mm -hmm. And so that is what I'm especially excited to be working on here. And um, because when we talk about sustainability and, and green and embodied carbon mm -hmm. the existing home is where it's at right exactly. if we really are, are, are really really paying attention to the full meta picture of embodied carbon the current home is the greenest one to start yeah. with and yeah. so that's what i'd really like to start working on and and helping people with that and um i think you know my long-term joy would be that Americans talk about their homes, her score, like they talk about their cars mileage. <laughs> you know, I just bought a car. It's a hybrid. I'm getting 40 miles per gallon. Like I love to talk about that when I got my car and how excited I was. And mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great if in the future, you know, yeah. ah, we bought a new home. And if, you know, the first question is always going to be where, what's the neighborhood? Cause it's always yeah. location, location, yeah. location. Wouldn't it be awesome if in the future, Izumi, the second question was, what's your home's first score? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that will ever happen, but that would be pretty cool if it did. No, I think I think it could happen, you know, and then people can be comparing, okay, which certification do you have? Do you have Energy Star? Do you have LEED? Do you have Building yeah. Green? You know, I, and, and I think definitely there's a movement. I'm so glad you mentioned the renovation part because I was going to ask if, you know, the principles, the sustainable uh, 
building and design principle that you you guide your clients with that can be scalable to renovation correct so in other words as you said i have also been really focusing on taking existing homes and making it more sustainable green however we want to call it because those are the ones that are the you know th th those are the gold mines those old homes that are you know that are 50 years old but they have good bones and if you can you can just turn them into a really sustainable even regenerative homes wouldn't that be great and that's that's actually my vision so i'm so glad to hear that so you you can actually scale your green green building principles for new construction into renovation as well yeah Absolutely. I was excited to see just today that uh, the National Association of Home Builders actually has a education webinar coming up on high performance retrofits, not oh, high performance new construction. So mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that was exciting to me to see that. And I, I mm -hmm. think that the scaling is um, it, it's a lot of the same process steps and, and considerations as mm -hmm. scaling for new construction. It's mm -hmm. finding trade partners yeah. that yeah. you can rely on. It's um, making a decision on a materials specification, mm -hmm. going through all of the rigmarole to decide mm -hmm. finally, you know, which flooring product you're going to use that, that aligns with your values and your goals. Once you make that decision, you know, hopefully it, that flooring product continues to be available and in stock yeah. and you yeah. can spec specify it on yeah. 10 more retrofits. You exactly. know, you don't have to reinvent the mm -hmm. wheel every time. Mm -hmm. um, and one other thing that I should have mentioned earlier with the, um, the, the whole value proposition and what we may not always talk well about is, as I said, the comfort and the health mm -hmm. and the health in particular yeah. is is an area that I'm paying closer attention to these days. A lot of mm -hmm. people are mm -hmm. post COVID. And again, when we talk about these existing homes, mm -hmm. helping people understand what they mm -hmm. might be buying in terms mm -hmm. of what's already in that home yeah. that is not yeah. good for them yeah, and, and how they can mitigate that, how they can mm -hmm. include that in their decision-making mm -hmm. process of buying mm -hmm. home A versus home B. Mm -hmm. And um, and then again, even getting back to the cost conversation, yeah. it, you know, the, the amount of money that a family might end up spending on mm -hmm. um, health and well-being right. to combat an issue that right. is actually being exacerbated by the yeah. home they're living yeah. in, these are very interconnected issues. And yeah, so, so mm -hmm. if there's a, you know, a, a home buyer mm -hmm. or a client that has, you know, asthma or other, you know, environmental sensitivities, mm -hmm. this becomes even more important to exactly. talk about with them and help exactly. them understand. Yeah. Yeah. So we are really moving into uh, the mindset or paradigm, even, if you will, of really looking at the home as a whole holistic system you know it's in including how we how we sleep right and and mm -hmm. everything from light to water to you know the air we breathe and how we cook and everything is included yeah absolutely yeah you and i didn't even get really get into the 
the aspects on the outside of the home today, mm -hmm, that's you know, true. the, mm -hmm. the impact to mm -hmm. the, the plants that you're choosing mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. use and the way that your stormwater management is mm -hmm. designed and, yeah. you know, composting and <laughs> exactly. growing your own food. There's just, yeah. there's so much, so there's much more so we much. could get yeah. into. Yeah. And, and it's in a way exciting that we get to really, you know, work with that. <laughs> you and I yeah. are lucky to, to be in this in this position well thank you so much karen this was so inspiring i know we can keep talking for long but um i am running out of time so thank you so <laughs> I, much for being with me karen and oh uh, tell us how you can um people can find you is you sure work, you you work nationally right then you, you you can help any builders around the country Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. I yeah. uh, I have supported builders uh, across the country uh, for sure, and uh, the best place to find me is on good old LinkedIn. Uh, that is where I am the most active in mm -hmm. uh, keeping people up to date with what mm -hmm. I'm doing and what I'm oh, thinking good. about and interested in. And so that's always a great place to reach out to me. And okay. um, that my company is Clayton Avenue Consulting. Mm -hmm. uh, Clayton. Avenue is uh, owed to the home that I grew up in. I was mm -hmm. uh, lived on on Clayton Avenue as a child. That's when I really uh, fell in love with the idea of of houses and thinking mm -hmm. about them. And it was um, very impactful to me in a lot of ways in my uh, childhood. So Clayton Avenue Consulting is where folks can find me. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much, Karen. And Thank this was you. Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes Podcast. <music>